your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you with Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way, going from pain to power. We got an awesome guest in the building, Brother Cape. Welcome, Cape. How are What's we doing? What's up, man? What's up, Brother Franco? How you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm thankful for you to give us the opportunity. I'm get, glad our director found you. And, Thank uh, you, you for know, having we me. We briefly met you. today. Well, I briefly met you. And, uh, you know, I'd like to hear more about your story. You know, it's fascinating. Brother Cape, he's going to tell you his resume, but he's from Alabama. Yeah, know? man. It's Small a- town in Alabama, Daleville. Shout out to Delville, um, where I was born and raised, grew up, went to high school, graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, small town. Uh, my mom was a nurse. My father was in prison during the time when I was young, um, up until I was about 16 years old. He was in prison for a murder, you know. Um, and shout out to him. My mother made sure she brought us to see him every single month, though. She was a dedicated mother. She was dedicated to bringing us to see him every single month. Me and my small sister, my little sister, about okay. two and a half years younger than me. Okay. And so um, I'm not going to lie, life life was kind of, you know, my mother, my, my auntie, um, my, my mom's older sister, my mom's the youngest of seven children. My auntie is the uh, the oldest of seven children, the okay. second oldest. Okay. So she took care of my mother, you know what I'm saying, as she grew up, as she was young. And when she had her kids, us, when my mother had her kids, who was us, she she helped take care of us. And so um, life was, life was uh, it wasn't too terrible back in Delva, Alabama. It wasn't too terrible. Um, when I graduated high school, I wanted to, I wanted to get into showbiz. First thing I did, I moved to San Diego with my brother. Mm-hmm. It didn't go so well. Um, I didn't know him that well. He's my brother on another side. You know, I didn't know him that well. Mm-hmm. You know, so things weren't so so great. I ended up moving back to Alabama. My mama said, look, boy, you 18. Mm-hmm. You going you to either go to college or you going to go to that military. Okay. And, you know, I had some accepts. I had some offers. So I went to the University of Alabama. Okay. I went to, to the big school in the state. Mm-hmm. I, I went ahead and went to the big school in the state. So this is where, like, things start. This is where becoming a man starts to, you, when you're away from from your parents being in this small town my family had a lot of pool so to speak we had pool because my uncle was a pastor so mm-hmm. when i'm getting tickets when i'm getting in trouble for fights at school the judge knows my uncle oh you you wow. yeah 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 so i'm getting out of everything yeah, i'm yeah. they they we was the church pastor's kids okay pastor's kids we was bad you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. we was bad my sister used to sneak the car out and all this stuff we was bad little kid bad as hell <laughs> you know what i'm saying and yeah. so we would always get out on shit but uh-huh. once we go to once we once so we break away and go about four hours up the road where yo, yo, we don't know your parents out here. The the starting to become a man sets in. And, you know, I just told the story not too long ago about how I started to get into like street activity. I was just talking to this girl I just met and I told her and I remember because it wasn't even like I, I chose to do it. I always said I never wanted to sell anything. Growing up, I always said I never wanted to sell anything. I don't want to sell none of this stuff, you know, like drugs or anything. I said I never wanted to sell anything. Um, me and all my friends, my my little group of friends, we all kind of stood on the same thing, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to sell it, you know what I'm saying? We'll get money other ways. We can get money. We can hustle. We hoop, all this, but we ain't going to sell no We ain't gonna sell no drugs. But as soon as we go to, um, as soon as it starts to become a man, I remember, uh, I remember when it started to happen. When we started to get a little more 
you know, street level and stuff like that. Can I, I yeah, can talk? Yeah. 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 Hey, go ahead. And, um, Part of your story. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's a, like, it's really a cornerstone of like, I'm at the University of Alabama and, um, and, and, you know, I'm doing the financial aid thing and paying for school. I'm working hard. I got a job. This was my first job because I never had to work back at home. Mm -hmm. My family had a business. Mm -hmm. You know, they owned a couple businesses from restaurants to cleaning teams to uh, daycares, all of this stuff my family owned. Mm -hmm. And so I just helped manage these things and they paid me to do it while I'm in high school. Mm -hmm. While I'm in high school, I was doing management. You was working. Yeah, I was working. Awesome. Like, I, they already had jobs. I was doing all kind of hustles. Like, mm -hmm. we had to cleaning team we had the um the restaurant and we had a daycare center i mean i got my hands on in any everything i'm a young businessman correct you know what i'm correct. saying i'm correct. a young businessman being groomed up by my family um and i should have i should have been staying close and asking questions and, and as a young age at a young age at this age i should have been staying close asking questions but i think i was at that in the age group where the internet was popping off and you starting to learn stuff by yourself, even at 15, 16, because the internet, you could just get on the internet and learn what you mm -hmm. want to learn. Mm -hmm. You seeing people get shot on the internet. You seeing crazy yeah. stuff on Correct. the internet Correct. with your own eyes and your parents can't block it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Correct. So uh, I remember um, working, going to school, everything, and I seen this white boy. I'm not. I seen this white boy. He used to sell a little weed. You know, the white boy at the college campus that <laughs> sell a little weed, and he was my best friend, and we smoked together and stuff like this, and hoop together. And I remember, I, I'm working a job, and he's selling weed, and his and his mother had a very high end job, Correct. and um, I remember he came to see. He didn't want to work. He came to the gym when we were about the hoop and he put on some LeBron James brand new LeBron James shoes out the box tied them up and said come on let's hoop now mind you I've been wearing the same Nike Zooms for the past two years every time we hoop uh -huh. so I see this I'm working hard I'm grinding I'm like man he just puts them on like come on let's hoop it's so crazy because it wasn't even like a week. It's crazy how how it happened, how how I was tempted by the world. You know what I mean? Like, and so it wasn't even a week later. Whenever adversity hit, uh -huh. adversity showed itself to me, and I had a choice. And 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 he gave me that choice. Adversity hit. It wasn't enough money. I was working hard. I remember, man. I was mopping the floor. Called my mom. This is how much money we got um, for the bills, and and she says it's not gonna be enough. It's not gonna be enough, you know what I'm saying? And 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 I went home that very day, and um, the opportunity came to, hey man, you, you exactly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The opportunity came. He said, you know what? You don't gotta worry about it. Here's this. You'll pay me back whenever. Mm -hmm. From there, the 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 snowfall started to begin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? The snowfall started to begin at that very moment. Somebody gave me the opportunity, and I took the wrong decision. So fast forward, it was so crazy. It was so crazy. Maybe a couple months later, he got caught. Yeah. Same person that that put me on got, got caught. And I'm and it's so crazy, man. I'm gonna tell you, I'm watching him when he got caught. He told me, Caleb, I can't go down for this. I watched this man ruin three people's lives, wire up with the police and work with the police. I watched him do it. You know what I mean? I, the only reason that I say I watched him, because I, I was young. I didn't understand what was going on. I'm like, bro, you really going to do this? I was out of the way. I wasn't in any harm's way. I hadn't got caught, but you're really going to do this? He did it for two people. I seen how he did it. He's texting like, this is for real. This is happening. He showed me text messages. At this time, um, 
uh, I'm telling people back in my home city, like, yo, this this is crazy. This is happening. And so many of my friends wanted to come and do things to them. They were very serious because if you know, like people who snitch, you know, like uh, and tell, you know, you know, it's just, you know, people people feel a certain way about this type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? If, when they've lost their uncles and yeah. their family members yeah. and stuff like this. So people were ready to come to the University of Alabama. Yeah. And, and so I distanced myself to him because of that. Not going to lie, months later go and he's start saying I'm still doing my thing I'm still doing my thing I just distance myself and I'm still working doing my thing I, I met up with somebody else doing my thing anyway um he starts to come and shot with me yeah the Riff. white cat exactly oh so yeah after months I, I let it go I let it go after some months yeah. I forgot about it anyway you know I don't know if it was him I don't know who it was, uh -huh. but one morning and it's so and, and I'm studying. I, I remember I'm a very clean person. Mm -hmm. I cleaned up my house one night um, as I was studying for my midterms at the University of Alabama. I'm prepared for my midterms. I'm studying. Um, I had just cleaned everything up, watched my movie and everything. I'm going home. I'm going in the bed to go to sleep. I wake up to a banging on the door. Boom, 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 boom. Wake up to this banging on the door, man. Go downstairs. They say, "Hey, Caleb Perry, it's the, it's the. They have regular street clothes on. It's the police. You know, they, mm -hmm. hey, come talk to us. Went to jail. Uh, got bammed up for that case. I don't know how it happened. What, who told on me? Anything? You know, like played out. Anyway, uh, life continued to go, and I, I met somebody who was who was interesting to me. It was a girl, and she was dope, and and, and she didn't. She she saw something different in me. Other than that, I also wanted to pursue music mm -hmm. and she saw she she thought I was talented and she was one of the people in my small city who was saying yo you should pursue this thing mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and so um she also pursued um a, a talent also and she got a job in Los Angeles mm -hmm. and so from that we came out here I, I moved to Los Angeles still kind of um fighting this case I told them what was going on I, I I still told them they said okay you're going for a better going to do something better you go to Los Angeles you know what I'm saying move to Los Angeles and um I remember uh getting a job getting a job uh at GOAT at this shoe store I'm gonna mm -hmm. tell you man I worked my ass off every day at GOAT and I wore the same outfit every single day at go. I was on a mission when I went and I got that job for my girl. Like I had a girl and like, you know, we moved to L.A. I moved living with my uncle, had a mission at go. I worked my ass off every single day, wore the same clothes, same do-rag, <laughs> same clothes, same do-rag every day until I saved up a thousand dollars to invest in the Bitcoin. My boy was just telling me about this Bitcoin, about this Bitcoin mm -hmm. all the time. Bitcoin, you should get into it. Caleb, I'm learning. He's in Arizona. He's in Phoenix, Arizona. He was always telling me about it when I moved out to Los Angeles I didn't have anything going on past that goat job I loved that job but they wouldn't allow me to move up mm -hmm. correct they wouldn't allow me to move up I was begging please I will learn how to authenticate the shoes I'll learn blase blase so I could get a better position so I can get better pay they wouldn't allow me to move up I made a thousand dollars I had a thousand dollars in my bank account I didn't even quit I didn't even quit. I just didn't go back. I'm sorry to say, I just did. I invested that money that same Friday when I walked out the building. I invested, invested my money, and um, just didn't call back. Ironically, three weeks later, COVID hit. Oh wow! People in the in the factory got sick, unfortunately, which Correct. was very sad. People yeah. in the and they started yeah. giving me unemployment, like sending me unemployment money yeah. as if yeah. So we got a great picture of who is Cape. 
Yeah, yeah, you went through some trials and tribulations, especially with growing up, daddy in prison. Yeah, um, you know, uh, seeing him monthly, that had to be some trauma there. And then you know, uh, your your right hand man, great white hope, snitches on you, gets you locked up. How how do you turn that around? What words of encouragement you can say to turn that around? Uh, optimism. You know, a lot of my friends say that I'm a serial optimist, and I love it. And I just like I I, I get excited when I get a parking spot, and I just I, I thrive on my small victories, and that's what helped me build up build up the confidence to be able to stick my chest out and just to continue to go just thriving off of small victories whatever it is like I say a parking spot or or um when I was I was living at a hostel at one point and if I can get in the bathroom right after I get off of work and I can get in the bathroom and take a shower first like yeah boy like yeah bro I'm, I'm lit you know like just small things just capitalizing off of them and making yourself um just boosting your morale off of these small victories so to speak awesome we're gonna wrap it up here but i'm gonna steal his line uh the small victories yeah folks we we have to celebrate the small victories because they eventually add up to one big victory you know and it's just to stay positive no matter what goes on i'm the kind of person that if someone breaks into my car i look at what is the lesson learned from there you know or what's the karma you know that's a fact that's a fact what's the karma you know but we want to thank you brother cape you know fresh from alabama you know coming to the west coast we thank you uh encourage you to keep fighting doing what you do keep us in the loop and hopefully we can help you out brother and share your story with a bunch of awesome young foster men who look just like you brother thank you sir shout out to Dev Alabama and go stream my new um, single I love it on YouTube right now Cape Snake go stream me awesome All right, peace God bless and we'll see you guys next week with another awesome interview stay up and stay blessed thank you tuning into the right way podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and we invite you to come back every week read more about us and our mission at the rightwayfoundation.org